Hey, everybody, welcome to a new installment of an episode featuring my favorite co-host in the world, Killian James. I know you guys really liked the Halloween episode, so we wanted to give you guys something in honor of Thanksgiving, but more importantly, in honor of Native American Heritage Month. Enjoy our story about the Wendigos and stay tuned for a special announcement at the end of the episode. You good? Good. All right. All right, you ready? Ready. All right. Killian. What? <laughs> what? Picture it. You are alone in a silent forest of northern Canada in a dark night, and it's starting to snow. Suddenly, from just behind you, a rush of extremely cold air and the smell of something disgusting. You turn around, and towering over you is a humanoid creature. This is how we do it. <laughs> oh, that's you imagining it? Okay, got it. It has thin gray skin stretched tight over its rib cage, extra long fingers reaching out for you, and two hungry black eyes looking down at you. Okay. Killian. <laughs> and that DuckTales going to slay the monster. The, what? DuckTales! He knows what today's story is. You clearly know what today's story is, because yes, it was on an episode of DuckTales. Killian, do you have any idea what today's cryptid is? Wendigo! Ooh, we don't have to yell. Say it a little quieter. Wendigo. Wendigo. It's a Wendigo. So let's open up the cryptid catalog and find out more. Okay. <laughs> now, I think it's important to learn a few key words before we jump into the story. Does it sound good so you know what all the words mean? Sounds good. Okay. So the Wendigo is a humanoid creature. That's what I said earlier, yeah, right? Yeah, that's what you said. Do you know what humanoid means? Humanoid means like, like, imagine that like you're a werewolf. Okay. Werewolves are humanoid. You are correct, but what makes it a humanoid? Because they were human, they're human. They're half human and half monster. Okay, so you're pretty close, actually. I, you, I mean, you're half human right. and half creature. Right. You basically got it. So, a humanoid is any creature that looks human-like. So, it walks like a person, has a body like a person. So, what are other cryptids that you know that are humanoids? You said a werewolf. That was a good one. What's another one? Werewolves, um, Dracula, they... Dracula thinks that it's actually a costume because uh -huh. because they because they think that their teeth is fake. Some other ones are like the big like Bigfoot and the Yeti. Yeah, Bigfoot and Yeti. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. And Beast from Beauty and the Beast. Oh yeah, he's for sure humanoid. Yeah. Um, the Loveland Frogman and Wendigos and Mothman. You know what? Depending on some people's description of Mothman, yeah, I can see yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I can, I can tell because his name is Moth and Man. Ah, oh, so good point. So he's a moth. He's a half moth and half man. You know what? That's a fair point. So, so that's how they. That so that's definitely that that's definitely they're right. They're right. They're humanoid. Right. Humanoid. Okay. Yeah, he's humanoid. Humanoid. Okay. So, a Wendigo and other cryptids are very popular in something called folklore. Do you know what folklore is? Folklore means, like, a long, long time ago. Kind of. Okay, here. 
folk means people and lore means stories. So they are people's stories. And sometimes and well, oftentimes, these stories are from back way before cell phones, cars, and in some cases, even older than writing. That's important because these stories are always told by word of mouth around campfires in small villages, tribes, or other places where people would gather. I bring up folklore because when... That's when when Jason Voorhees was stoked. (laughs) On campfire, yes. What I'm saying is, you know how you see... Um, if you watch older movies that take place long, long, long time ago. Like old people. Like old people. No, not old people, but movies that take place a long time like ago. old people means like, like, it's like black and white. You, oh, I see what you're saying. Well, I bring up folklore because Wendigos are part of the Native American folklore. So among all the different tribes and governments within the Native American culture, we are going to find lots of different versions of the Wendigo story. And that's okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Now, I'm going to tell you, do you know why we picked to do the Wendigo episode today? Because it's Thanksgiving. It's close to Thanksgiving, but even more importantly, and more worth noting, is that it is November, and November, the entire month, is Native American Heritage Month. So let's talk about one of the most popular pieces of Native American folklore, the Wendigo. So Wendigos are known to lurk around the Northeast forests of America and Canada. Now, I said they come from Native American folklore, right? Did I say that? Yeah, you did. Okay. So they often have been described by many different Native American cultures like the Cree, the Nascapi, and the Ojibwe as very tall, skeleton-thin beasts with gray skin and a putrid smell of death that radiates from them. That's the Ojibwe. They are one of the Native American um, cultures that have described the Wendigo. Do you know what putrid means? It means like super, super stinky and like gross and like smells like death. Yeah. Yeah, Um, They have hungry, ever-moving lips that are cracked and bleeding from the cold, with eyes that sink back into their head as they search the snow-covered forests of the North American North for anyone unlucky enough to cross its ravenous path. Now, for me, I think the scariest things about Wendigos is that they are created and not born. So you can't be born a Wendigo. Some Wendigos start off as a person who welcomes gluttony and greed into their lives. Gluttony is when a, is like a person who, who maybe eats too much or who takes a lot of things and is selfish. And um, I can make a, a connection. Go ahead. I'm, I'm here for it. So there is a Wendigo person mm-hmm. and Beast and Cusco. Yes, they were all selfish. You are absolutely correct. I okay. Made a connection. You did a very good connection. Um, and then anyone who is selfish and and wants more than they need. So that's a Wendigo can be someone who who just asks for too much or takes too much. But a Wendigo can also be someone who you ready? Eats people. Eats people. Ugh, gross. Ugh. 
Now, they eat their blood. Well, yeah, blood is kind of part of it. I don't know. Maybe they cook them. I don't know. Now, Wendigos aren't always portrayed as mindless beasts wandering the empty forest at night. Sometimes the Wendigos maintain pieces of who they once were and can even speak and communicate with their prey. It's said that if a person spends too much time with Wendigos, they too can catch the hunger for human flesh and resort to eating people, thus uh, starting them on their journey into becoming a Wendigo. An interesting thing about Wendigos is that they may start out as big as a regular person, but the more people that a Wendigo eats, the taller they get. There are some stories of Wendigos as big as giants stalking the forest at night, towering above the trees and ready to grab anybody that they can. Can you imagine a scary Wendigo being a giant? Does that sound terrifying? Yeah. Yeah. So my scariest part about the Wendigo is that they eat human flesh. <laughs> that is pretty scary. Human flesh. <laughs> You're caressing human my arm flesh. in a way that makes it way more terrifying. Human flesh. <laughs> okay. Human all right. Flesh. All right. Listen. Yes. Now, oftentimes with stories of folklore, these creatures come up as a means to give people caution to stay on the straight and narrow. You know, to not do some bad things. Now, picture in your head. Right. Now, picture in your head the bonfires that a Native American. Yep. Would sit around, and the storyteller would be warning their families of the dangers of a Wendigos. What do you think the storyteller was trying to convince their family not to do? To stay away from Wendigos and not come off the track. That's a good one. Another one, can I give you another option? So another option could be that, yes, you're right. They're telling them to stay safe and stay on the track, on the trail, because that's one of our big rules when we go hiking, right? Yes. Yeah, so that's daddy's rule for you. By Wendigos. Well, yes. Or lost. Uh-huh. But, okay, so remember when we said that Wendigos can be born of gluttony and greed? It's safe to say that maybe the storytellers were warning against letting greed into the hearts of their family members. Greed is wanting more than you need, and during a time of when the first Wendigo stories were being told, the Native American cultures worked as families and big groups to take care of one another, and greed and gluttony could cause destruction within a tribe, so that it's important that every member of the family works together to share what they have. Does that make sense? Okay. There were times in Native American history where food was scarce. And winters were long and colder than expected, and food could run out sometimes. And the fear of becoming a Wendigo is what kept people from resorting to the worst part of survival. Eating your friends. Eating your friends. Your friends. This... Human flesh. Gotta stop. Human flesh. This fear during times of low food supplies was so worrisome that in the Usinuboin, Cree and Ujibwe cultures, a ceremonial dance was performed to remind everyone of the dangers of becoming a Wendigo. The dance included wearing ornate masks while dancing backwards around an open flame while drums were playing. Could you imagine how cool that looked? I hope mommy said those names right. They're very hard to say. Yeah, Baojiwe. Not that it's harder for me to say. Oh. Uh, it's, it's almost like, you know. It's hard for me. 
Can you Oh my god. All right, fine. Yes. You're better you're a better pronouncer than mommy? Sure. Do you know when the last time that one of these dances happened? Do you think it happened like a long time ago or do you think it happened like not that long ago? Not that long. You're right. It only had the last time it happened was in 2013 on the Leech Lake Indian Reservation in north in northern Minnesota. Killian, that was only eight years ago. That was only three years, barely three years before you were born. So that means that there's that some cultures are still very, very scared and very aware of what a Wendigo is. It's moving by itself. Oh, or it's your little grubby little hands. No, it's not. Mm. It's not. Okay. Well, if you're going to keep moving my computer, then I can't tell you about some Wendigo stories. Okay. 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 So let's, are you ready for some stories? Ready. All right, let's go. First of all, our titles first. Well, there's no titles. Just make up a title. Okay. The Hungry Wendigo. One time, long ago, a giant, smelly, skeletal Wendigo stole a Native American boy, but the boy was too thin. So the Wendigo didn't eat him up right away, but let the boy travel with him until he got a little fatter. The Wendigo had a knife, and he would cut the little boy's hand to see if he was fat enough to eat, but the boy didn't gain any weight. They traveled too much, and the boy only got skinnier from all the traveling because they walked. So all the walking made him lose all that weight. One day, the strange pair happened upon a Native American village, and the Wendigo sent the boy to the village to get some things so the boy could eat it and grow a little faster. Entering the village, the boy told the people that there was a Wendigo near them and showed them his hand where the Wendigo had cut him to see if he was fat enough to eat. Then they heard the Wendigo... No, he didn't cut his hand off. He just like cut like like a slice in his hand. Yeah, if you cut off his hand, that would be, that's a lot. That's bad. Yeah. His bow won't be there. Correct. They heard the Wendigo calling the boy. Hurry up, hurry up, the Wendigo called from the trees. Don't tell lies, the Wendigo said. All of these people went to where the Wendigo was hiding and a fight broke out. And ultimately, the people cut off the Wendigo's legs, leaving him in the forest to die. And they went back to their village to take care of the boy. In the night... They're cutting off their hands and then giving him an... No, he didn't cut off his hand. He just got a little slit in his hand. They're probably putting medicine on his hand and maybe putting a bandage on his hand. In the night, the people heard a slurping and crunching sound. That was good. As if someone was feasting in the forest. In the morning, the people went back again to see if the Wendigo was dead. He wasn't dead. He was eating. His own legs had been cut off. The Native Americans then ended the Wendigo and cut him into pieces. And that... Okay, okay, okay. And that was the end of the giant Wendigo. Now, I have a question for you. Did that story have any connections or similarities to another fairy tale story that you like very much? Hansel and Gretel. Hansel and Gretel. 
So remember how the witch took Hansel and Gretel and she made them think that he they were that she was so nice and she gave them every food that they wanted. What was she trying to do? She was trying to make them fat. So that she could do what? Eat them. Yep. Ah. So while what the Wendigo does seems really terrible, it's a story that's been told in fairy tales for a very long time. Now I have one more story to share. You ready? Ready. Okay. Story number two. What should we call this one? Let's see. Let's call it The Wendigo and the Couple. Our story takes place deep in the Wisconsin countryside in 2017. Well, hus- that's a long time. But it was on- you were only like one years old. So it really was not that long ago. A husband and wife parked their truck in a small clearing in a large forest. The word around town was that this secret trail had some of the best game in the country. And the husband and wife, being avid deer hunters, went to see what the fuss was all about. The husband threw his jacket over the barbed wire fence to help his wife over as they disregarded the signs that read, Private Property, Danger Within. About a mile into the trail, a large buck jumped out in front of them and raced down the trail. Do you know what a buck is? I know. A deer with a deer with giant horns. Excited about the prospect of a big win, the pair moved forward. It wasn't long before the husband got the feeling that they were being watched by something just beyond the thick trees. After telling his wife about the feeling, the pair decided to push forward. After all, they had seen one large deer. Why couldn't there be more? A little further down the path, a man noticed a massive gray figure scuttle past them into some trees to the left. The couple dropped to the ground behind some of the bushes and listened closely. They heard a low growling sound. Good. Okay. Good job. The wife thought it could be a bear. But when the husband looked over the top of the bush for the creature that they had just seen, he gasped in horror. 20 feet in front of him was what appeared to be a nine foot tall, gray, fleshed humanoid creature. Its body was covered in patches of hair and its skin was pulled tight across its body. The creature's head had a pair of empty black eyes that stared at the man as he stared back at the creature. They looked at each other for a long moment before the creature began to lurch forward, stumbling across, (laughs) yes, stumbled forward and reached for the man. The wife, being the sensible member of the party, grabbed her husband's arm and the two, yep, began racing back down the path. The Wendigo chased them, racing on all fours, the beast screaming all the while. Okay, that was a good, I was worried about your scream, but that wasn't, wasn't that bad. The husband and wife were leaping over the tree roots, dodging low-hanging branches, and breathing in the putrid smell of the Wendigo chasing them. Good. And then, suddenly and without warning, the two came off the trail into the small clearing where they had parked their truck. Putting it in drive, they raced down the road. Looking in the rearview mirror, the wife saw the towering Wendigo standing upright, its chest heaving from the race. And as the truck raced away, she could have sworn she saw a smile on the creature's face before they rounded the corner and never went back to the secret hunting trail ever again. I did all the sound effects. It was very good. 
Yeah. Do you want to hear about how some Wendigos are very popular in modern American horror stories with authors like Stephen King writing about them? Sure. Yeah? Okay. So Stephen King writes about Wendigos in the book Pet Cemetery, where he calls them the personification of evil. <laughs> what else has Stephen King written? Monster Squad. No, but he has the guy has a Stephen King shirt on in Monster Squad. You're right. Who's your who's your favorite little scary clown? Pennywise. Uh-huh. He wrote Pennywise. What? I know. <laughs> Is he the actor of Pennywise? No, he's the writer of the book. Mm-hmm. Wendigo is a monster that appears in the 2015 video game Until Dawn. Fun fact, you've played that game with us. You were a little baby newborn and you sat in our lap while we played that game in the middle of the cab- a cabin in the middle of the woods. We should go back there. We should. It was fun. All right. We should go back there and do that game. It might scare you a little, but we could. Um, the Wendigos also show up in comic books from Marvel. A man, I know, a man becomes corrupted with greed and turns into a Wendigo and has to fight the Hulk. Rah! Hulk smash! Do you think the Hulk would win or the Wendigo would win? The Hulk. Okay. Because the Hulk is strong. That's true. Stronger than a Wendigo. Okay. And lastly, and most important to you, Killian, a Wendigo shows up in the new DuckTales cartoon episode, Last Christmas, in which the creature is described as poor souls turned into monsters by obsession and desperation. Do you remember that? Do you remember that episode? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you have the the Wendigo drawing from that episode in your room. So, that is the Wendigo. What was your favorite part of of learning all about Wendigos? What was your favorite part? The game. What game? The video game. That we talked about for four seconds, the video game? That was your favorite part of Wendigos? Yeah. Even the human flesh. They can't hear you because you're not sitting up. They can't hear you because you're not sitting up. Human flesh. Mm -hmm. What was the scariest part of the Wendigo story? Human flesh. (laughs) Okay. If we were in... Okay, if we were in the forest and we saw a Wendigo, what would you do? I think uh, they might be a little bit stronger than you, so maybe we should run. Uh, yeah. How can you, what are some things you can do to not become a Wendigo? Be unselfish. Mm -hmm. And what's the most important thing, though? Not to get off the chair. No, 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 not to do what? Eat your friends. No, that's a moral of our story. Don't eat your friends. Don't even bite. That's true. So that is the end of Cryptid Catalog. If you have a cryptid you would like us to cover, or maybe a story or encounter with a Wendigo, email us at thecryptidcatalog at gmail.com, and maybe we will share it in a future story. And we're on Apple Podcasts. Bye. Okay. Until next time, I am Karina. This is Killian. And this has been The Cryptid Catalog. And remember, the cryptids are watching. Good. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. And if you've stayed this long, then you get to hear the special announcement. 
because of how much you guys loved Killian's episode last time and because of all of your positive feedback, it gave us an idea for a new podcast, kind of a spinoff of Morning Cup of Murder and a lot more kid-friendly. I get stories from you guys all the time of how your kids listen to the show. And while I think that's cool, it's also a little scary because the stories that we tell are kind of scary. So knowing how much my son loves scary things, but also how much I don't need him to know about the real life scary things happening in this world, we decided to come up with a brand new podcast that is basically what happened in the zombie episode and what you just heard in the Wendigo episode. It is called The Cryptid Catalog, and bi-weekly, Killian and I will get together, not that we aren't already together all the time, but we will get together and we will talk about a different cryptid or a monster or folklore or anything like that, basically whatever he feels like talking about, and we will talk about it, its legends, its lore, it's basically everything we can find out about it, and I'll tell it all to Killian in a kid-friendly way as kid-friendly as something like this can be, and you'll get to hear his first-hand reactions to some stories that he knows and some that he does not. So join us bi-weekly on Cryptid Catalog. So head over and find Cryptid Catalog wherever you're listening to podcasts. Right now, it's basically everywhere but Apple Podcasts, but we're getting that fixed. And the first brand new episode will air on December 20th. It will be a Christmas-themed episode. Thank you, guys, and thank you for giving us a great idea for a spinoff. He's having fun, and I'm having fun, and I hope you guys really like it. 